Hello, and again, welcome to Bit Depth. I'm Santiago Ramones. Across from me... Hi, I'm Lee Gabriel. Thank you for doing this with me. You're like one of my best friends, and I appreciate you a lot. And I appreciate you and your support. And I always love supporting you too. And as we know, being musicians, it's quite a struggle trying to promote the things. So thanks for being a part of my marketing scheme. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm really excited to be here to talk about this song because it brought up a lot for me, a lot of questions. I really liked it. Really? Okay, cool. Well, what do you got? Okay, so I've got (laughs) questions. It's kind of sporadic, but I've got questions on the technical side of the song and then questions about the artistic expression as well. Beautiful. So let's start with the absolute basic bare bones. How many instruments are in the song total, like electronic and acoustic? So it's actually just, oh yeah, by the way, we're talking about Contentment, track number nine (laughs) on my album, Bloom. So it's actually, I mean, literally it's just one acoustic guitar. Mm -hmm. Just with layering. Yeah. And so all of the thing that is this song is just one acoustic guitar. There's a lot of layers going. So technically there's three layers in the song. One is just like the main guitar take. And the weird part about it too is that it it only comes from one guitar take. So like I had these effects on and I just kind of improvised the whole thing and then messed with the rest of it. So it's one guitar take and then that goes into a delay, a very long delay. And then I took that guitar take and reversed it and then put it into the same delay. Delay, for those that don't know about technical music jargon or music production jargon, delay is just another word for echo. So, I mean, should I get into the the whole story of the thing or do you want to like ask more questions about it? Because I I can just tell the story. (laughs) I mean, that would be great. I'm just interested in like the dissonance you create with that when the layers keep keep going. And you said it was improvised too? Pretty much. I had, so what it was is that like with that delay, it sort of naturally creates layers through just a persistent echo. But what I was doing is I just was messing around on my acoustic. Right now I'm playing electric, so that's what you'll be hearing. And it was mostly just this line. And then as I was messing with that line, I kind of found this other one. And then it goes back to that. So it's all in C and it's all diatonic, meaning it's all it there's no funky notes in there there's no accidentals and so it's really pretty and it's in c so it's super simple Mm -hmm. but i think what i was trying to do with the melody is make it very consonant but very i don't know thoughtful is is kind of what i feel with it that's just a scale up and then going down in thirds so step and then leaps. And then with that second sort of line, 
is step then leap if you want to I don't think I've ever really analyzed the song this deeply, but yeah. And I think that that's kind of the the first, the, the two main ideas that kind of came out. Right. And so the big sort of portion of what makes this important is the delay. And I mean, there is a little bit of the, like, you can hear the tremolo in the guitar. The wah, 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 wah. Right. It's just turning the volume up and down slightly. But the other big part of the song is the delay. And normally delays are like usually pretty quick. So it might just be like, bop, 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 bop. But with this one, it's really late. <laughs> So as you can hear, that echo is is very long. It takes a long time to even start the first echo. Wait for it. There it is. <laughs> and so, and then the other part is that it keeps going for a long time. A lot of times the echoes might die out really quickly, mm -hmm. but this one is staying there for a long time. And so what it does is that it allows me to just keep stacking things on top of it it i'm essentially creating a loop and so i can move around with that effect and then it can create even more sounds So, like, even right now, I'm not playing anything, but it keeps going. Right. And so that's the, the fun part about it, is that all I really had to do to begin with is just kind of play it once. And so you can hear this, this main take. And what I kind of wanted over time is for it to get kind of more, not so much frantic, but more emotional and so you kind of start with this somber mm -hmm. melody but then over time it's brighter to me yeah interesting and then it gets super like kind of faster and more emotional mm hmm yeah, it's a, it, for me, it was less of a buildup and more just like the middle of the song kind of exploded. I don't know if yeah. I'm remembering it correctly, but that's, I wouldn't even classify the beginning as somber. It's just the more that got added to it, the brighter it got. I found yeah. it really wrong. I think contentment is, is a great name for the song as I heard it mm -hmm. and as I understood it. I have another question that's kind of on the technical side too. So... With your, are you, did you get a master's in music composition or what? Yes, yeah. that's what my master's is in. Okay, very cool. Supportive friend <laughs> in these things. So what did you apply from all of that schooling in order to make something like this? It seems kind of, I, I don't know if it was experimental for you, but just 
Um, it seemed like you were really curious about things while you were creating this. And I want to know like how school played into it. So this album, and I'm sure people will be hearing this for like the ninth time now, but like this album was made from 2013 to about 2015, 2016. Mm -hmm. And so all of the music was recorded way back then. So the album itself is kind of a, a time capsule and I'm putting it out now because I didn't have the money to put it out before. Right. Uh, <laughs> but the other part is that I, I was in music school as I started this album. And when I finished it or by the time that I finished it, I knew way more about music than when I started. I knew a little bit. I knew scales and stuff, mm -hmm. but like I'm a much better guitarist than I was then. I'm a much better singer, musical theorist, whatever. But the nice part about going back to these songs that I made so long ago is that kind of having the schooling that I have had, I'm able to see the the purity in my thinking back then, but then also kind of how intuitively complex I, the, the decisions that I was making. And so, I mean, now that I have a master's degree, there's a lot of decisions that I make in a sort of educated sense. Mm -hmm. But back then, a lot of the decisions I was making were just kind of what felt right or what sounded right. And so I am really happy to look back and see the stuff that I made and still be proud of it. But I also know that I couldn't make it now. Like, I don't think I would make these same decisions, but I was I was just messing around because I didn't know any better. And that's a, a beautiful thing that kind of a sad thing that comes from when people do go to music school or art school or whatever it is, is that sometimes the magic kind of goes away. And it's not so much that like by understanding it all, there is no more magic. I think it's more like you understand how to create that magic. Right. So it's it's a different thing. But the other part of like, it seems like my bachelor's degree was like, these are the things that you should do. And then my master's was like a little bit of here's the things that you didn't know that you could do. But also here's all the other stuff that like kind of doesn't matter. Like here's here's the ways that you can just do anything. Right. And so it is it is nice that kind of on the long way around, I'm able to look back and kind of turn off that thinky brain and just listen to a nice thing that I made and enjoy it. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> Intuitively complex. That that really stands out to me. I don't know if you're of the same philosophy that I am, but like. I personally, I would call that raw talent. Like if I were to say it, that's mm. say instead of intuitively complex. <laughs> but I, I learned how to write songs in a very particular way. So I do get that mm. here that you should do kind of mentality when I first started writing because I was taking classes at the Opry. I played at the Bluebird in Tennessee, got feedback there. And then once I got comfortable writing that kind of song, all bets were off. And because I knew the formula, I was able to play with the formula. And that's kind of the thing is that whenever, whenever you do learn a method, whatever it might be, it's hard 
to let go of it, especially whenever it's worked so well for so long. And so it's like, I, I feel that same thing. I, I know how I write songs now. And so it's hard to let go of all of these learned behaviors because it's worked right. for a while. And so it's nice being able to go back and maybe seeing how I used to not think about things can help me to not think about things in the future rather than trying too hard to force it into something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so you said you were just playing around, but why is it called contentment? Like, why did you land on that name for this song? And were there any feelings backing that up before you got started? So whenever I first made these, I actually was just putting them out sequentially as just numbered ambient. So you can actually go to my SoundCloud and like listen to ambient one through ambient 12. Mm. And it's all the songs on this album. They're slightly Slightly different sounding because I did do some updates in 2016, but they didn't have titles then. As I was figuring out what this album was going to be, I knew that titles of just ambient one, two, three, four, five, whatever, just wouldn't work. Mm. Um, and I just didn't like how it felt because each track has such a unique feeling to it anyways. Right. And so I, I kind of just went to, especially after years of listening to these tracks and knowing them so well, I was more able to decide what the core of it was. And so now I'm getting to why it's called contentment. But it's funny because I realized this or I was told this way after I had named all the tracks, but whenever I had Jarvix on the podcast... One of the questions I, I used to have for the podcast was, what makes you happy? And he goes, well, happiness is overrated. I feel like we focus way too much on like this happiness sort of thing. And while it seemed like a very downer point to make, he's, he's right. Like this ecstasy that we're all kind of pursuing mm -hmm. is overrated. Yeah. So instead, he... He was like, what makes me content is these things. Contentment is very different from happiness. Yeah. Because happiness has a, a very kind of energized valence to it. Mm -hmm. And the difference with that and contentment is that it is very okay. Not in a bad way, because sometimes people say like, yeah, I'm okay. Right. But but more so in, in this balanced feeling of things are okay. That when you meditate, you don't meditate to be happy because if that's the goal, you're kind of doing it wrong. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Whenever you meditate to clear yourself, that balanced state is better than happiness, I think. And so contentment is more... Like this track is more about being okay. And even though there is like this explosion kind of in the in the middle end-ish, it's still very much you you can be content and sort of accept your contentment and then actually create a joy from it. And so it's it's I mean, people have very simple joys in their lives like, oh, I love my family and my dogs and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And so to just kind of sit down 
and look at those things that are blessings in your life just by being okay and accepting those blessings in your life. You can, yeah. you also begin to feel joy for those blessings in your life. And so I feel like that point in the track when it kind of explodes into a lot of notes and a lot of feeling is that contentment turning into joy. And there are dissonances. There is, I would think, even some sort of pain in my playing. But by the end of it, it's very good. <laughs> and so it it feels good. There's a, a catharsis that comes with letting some of that pain out through finding the joy and the nice things in your life. And I think this is my favorite track on the album. Don't tell that to the other tracks. Uh, <laughs> but you're on speaker. They're all here, actually. <laughs> but this one is just so raw and so pure that I kind of talked about this with with Glimmer, or I will talk about it because future past tense. Uh, <laughs> but there there are some tracks on the album that are intuitively created. Mm -hmm. I kind of have two ways that I write music and one is the structured, like I'm going to do this and then it's going to become this and that's how it will turn out. And that's what I'm going for. Mm -hmm. And then other times when I'll just sit down and let my musical knowledge sit in the background and just let, again, my intuition flow. And that's, how this track came out. I had an effect that I liked how it sounded and I just played some stuff on guitar and it made me content and it also made me happy. It made me joyous. Right. And so I feel like in a way, both home, the first track in the album and contentment, the ninth track are the best representations of the album because it's before I knew hardly anything about music. It's before I had any of the biases and prejudices that I bring every time I try and make something that, Oh, this is too something or not enough something else. And so instead what this album is, is just free creation. And that's kind of what bloom means as well. It's, it was my growth as an artist, as a composer, as a musician, I was blooming into form and, and becoming who I am now. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a testament to my steps on the way there. These tracks are in order of when I wrote them. There's no actual like, oh, I want this track to go after this one because of the blah, blah, blah. Like they're actually just in sequential order. And so the... What you'll hear is just the progression of myself as a musician, which is cool. <laughs> really cool. What year? So what year then is Contentment from? Like, when did you make it? I released Contentment in October of 2014. And so I had already been, that would have been like my third semester of music school. Mm -hmm. I've learned a lot of music theory. I've learned some scales. I didn't know anything about music production because 
I majored in vocal music ed for the first two years of university. And so any sort of production, anything, I was just kind of figuring it out as I went, which is why there's like a little bit of like hiss and hum in it because really yeah i mean sorry that, no, no no but like i was wondering <laughs> if there was like a special meaning behind that <laughs> but but it's just i i think it's beautiful i think it's really cool right supported. no i i i like that too like again over the years of listening to this track over and over again mm-hmm. i like the hum i like the hiss oh my goodness. because it it has a lot of character to it and the tremolo actually the tremolo is moving the hiss as well and so that's a that's a cool part about it cuz it's all it's all a part of the feeling i guess yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> that's great i'm going to try not to open up like a whole can of worms cuz i could talk about this for a long time but i i agree with jarvix that happiness is overrated i find contentment in doing things that are meaningful that's what i always tell myself you don't have to be happy you just do something that's meaningful. And, and especially after, you know, all these years of this song, like it, it is meaningful to you. And and I think that's awesome that it can grow in this meaning. Contentment is the perfect name for this track. Absolutely. Thank you. I do want to show a little bit of the rest of the effects, but if you have like other questions. I'm good. Let's go for it. Okay. Okay. So like I said, there is a reversed guitar layer in it and so it sounds like this the funny part about kind of going back and reverse analyzing my stuff is that i can sort of ascribe new artistic meaning to things yeah And so in a way with the title being contentment and talking about like remembering the things that make you content in your life, in a way, this reversed track is sort of like remembering all of the things in your life that make you content. So like it's it's the memories coming back to you. And then I guess all of the echoes too, like how it becomes this big like layered thing is that over time you can really feel how the blessings in your life kind of stack up. Yeah. And it's like, wow, I am really lucky. (laughs) And there's, there's a lot of times that, I mean, I think a lot of times that I've cried tears of joy is from those realizations of the blessings in my life. And, and it, it's, it all stacks up kind of like this is doing, but it, it all stacks up and and creates a, a bigger sort of, I have a lot that I'm lucky to have. Other questions, I guess? I think, I, oh, I can't believe I'm about to say this. I think I'm content with it. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. I'm very sorry. I can't stop myself. I'm not sorry. Intend your puns. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for doing this with me and breaking down this track and analyzing it to death and helping me find new meaning in the things. Yeah, absolutely. Talk to me about your awesome music anytime. (laughs) But if there's stuff that you want to promote, or at least just share with people and tell people to do, plug your stuff or plug other stuff that you want 
I'm in a plug wearing a mask in public. That's my plug. Yeah. Yeah. That's please continue to do that. All right. Thank you so much. And now here's contentment in its entirety.
You can find everything that I do on my website, SantiagoRamones.com. I make music. Bloom will be available on August 8th, streaming everywhere. Put it on in the background, put it on your workout playlist, show it to your friends so you can all enjoy it together. You can also buy the thing and get bonus content to get a bit deep into the emotions you can feel with it. I also make music with Power Cycle, an experimental electronic trio. Our first completely improvised album, Too Many Damn Cables, is streaming everywhere. More to come from Power Cycle in the future. To support this podcast, leave reviews, comments, tell your friends about it, and buy my music, because by supporting me, you're supporting the podcast. I always end the podcast with my three things. They shape my life philosophy. Those three things are love never fails, it's going to be okay, I might be wrong.